Welcome to College News, and I am Tom Woodford. Hi, everybody. My name is Tom Woodford, and I am the college counselor with Hilliard City Schools. Um, I am making this video today for our students and families who were unable to make the meeting last night uh, to go over college planning for middle school students. Um, and I do want to thank everybody who did take the time to come last night. Um, hopefully it was helpful. So um, why are we here today? I, I think it's important that um, students as early as eighth grade, as well as families, understand what this process is like. So when they become seniors, they're not making statements like, I wish I knew, I wish I knew then what I know now. And so nothing along this process is going to um, surprise them. So we're going to help everybody understand how this um, college piece works. Uh, we're going to understand the terms of high school. We're going to talk about the difference between advanced placement and college credit plus. We're going to create an activity plan and ideas on how to do that. And we're also going to talk about standardized testing. What does that mean? What does test optional mean? And how important it is to create a plan for that <clears throat> as well. And so uh, where are our students? I think it's important too, when we start to talk about this, uh, when we also have a good idea of where are the students from Hilliard City Schools going. We've had students over the last four or five years get into all all of the Ivy League schools, we've had kids go to those schools. We've had kids go to Ivy-like schools like Washington University in St. Louis, Stanford, Georgetown, um, MIT, uh, so on and so forth. In in my role, you know, I I I have the pleasure many times to to go see some of our students who are on uh, many of these college campuses and. Um, I was hap I happened to be in Boston uh, four years ago, and so I reached out to our students uh, in that area, and I was able to get tours from Hilliard graduates at MIT, Harvard, and Northeastern. It was really, really neat. I had an opportunity to also sit in on a uh, um, statistics class at Harvard. Um, wow. I had no idea what they were talking about, but I was taking photos and sending it to our stats teachers and things there too, so so they could see what was being taught, but it is really neat. And so we have kids that are going all over the state of Ohio, all of the public schools, as well as the private schools. And we've had students leave the country to go to college as well. So let's talk about Ohio State. Ohio State is very different than the Ohio State back in our day when we may have applied there. Um, this fall, um, Ohio State received between 75 and 76,000 college applications. Uh, they are going to have an enrollment next fall 
at OSU right around 8,000 students. Um, <clears throat> of the kids who submitted test scores, the average ACT score was a 29.7, and the average SAT score was a 1385. Um, they have been test optional for the past three years. They did admit 49% um, of the students from this year's senior class to OSU as test optional students. And so that is up uh, from the year prior, which was about 44%. So ACT and SAT, both of these tests um, are still relevant in this whole process. Both of these tests are offered seven times a year, um, each year. Um, I get asked from parents all the time, when is the best time that my child starts start to take these tests? Uh, many times students begin to take them junior year, but I do think it's important that we also look at what math class that they're in. And so junior year, I think is a great time. Early, early junior year is outstanding if they have completed algebra two. If they happen to be in Algebra 2 as a junior, then I would wait to take those tests for the first time in the spring. My advice is to um, take each test once, figure out which test fits your child best, then take that test two more times because many schools across the state and all over the country may super score. I will talk about that very soon here, uh, but that that is my philosophy on ACT and SAT. So the ACT is made up of English, reading, math, and science. It has a maximum score of a 36. Uh, there is an optional writing uh, portion. The SAT is made up of critical reading and math. Um, it is going through some major changes Right now, next year, the SAT will be digital, and it will be a two-hour test, and there is not a writing section. It is out of 1,600 as well. So we um, create a plan for our students, um, especially those students who are going to take the SAT uh, or the AC, sorry, the SAT as we prepare them for that test. All of our sophomores in the spring will take the PSAT 10. That is a 10th grade version of the PSAT. Um, that is paid for by Hilliard City Schools. In the fall of students' junior year, uh, students have the opportunity to pay a small fee. Right now, it's around $25 to take the PSAT. That is the test that's used for the National Merit Scholarship um, competition. And then in the spring of our, our juniors, um, of our students' junior year, um, the state of Ohio will pay for the SAT test for all of our students. To prepare kids for the ACT, we will offer ACT boot camps throughout the year. I will also offer um, for our juniors typically in February and SAT boot camp that's offered during the school day that is free for our students as well to help prepare them for that test. But again, we will also offer 
ACT boot camps throughout the year, throughout the summer. I know um, I will offer an ACT boot camp this coming summer, um, May 31st, will be the third day of summer. And we do this every year and we have a large number of students that sign up for that. <clears throat> so what does test optional mean? We've been hearing a lot about it. Um, many colleges due to COVID uh, changed their testing policy to being test optional. A lot of those schools have remained test optional uh, um, since then. But there's a lot of schools that are going back to requiring those, uh, two of them right now, MIT and the University of Tennessee are going back to requiring these tests. But test optional, it means that if, if a student takes these tests, and there's no reason why they can't right now, um, and if they get their score and it does not reflect the, the type of student that they are, then they are able to apply to many schools all over the all over the country test optional which means they do not need to send those scores so as we plan ahead uh, for your child's eighth grade year um, i think it's important that they um, begin to um, understand how how to finish strong how to prepare for various um, types of tests as well as exams when they get to high school, they will not high they will not have a high school GPA yet, but when they but they will have one very soon. A cumulative GPA is always calculated in January and in June every year. Um, if a, if your child is taking a high school course um, while they are in middle school, that high school course in the grade will be on their high school transcript. It will not be a part of their high school GPA, but it will be listed on their high school transcript. It's important too that beginning this summer that your children begin to volunteer. Volunteer is a part of the college application process. Um, and colleges wanna see students being a part of some type of organization um, over a long period of time, and because they can see the different roles that they've had with that group. I will offer multiple college meetings throughout the year, um, uh, throughout your child's time in high school. Um, so I would encourage everyone to come to those meetings throughout. Um, as your child is scheduling classes, I know you've done that in February already, for their freshman year. And as you do this every year about the same time, it's important to register for honors courses, AP courses, possibly even, even college credit plus courses. Um, but at the same time, also taking courses that th they are interested in, band and choir. We offer engineering type of courses and things like that. So we offer a lot for students to challenge themselves, but also to take courses uh, that they really enjoy. Every year in the fall, we have over 100 college reps from multiple colleges come to Hilliard City Schools to meet with your students. Uh, please take advantage of that. I will, I will encourage 
your kids to um, look at joining a club or two when they get to high school with the intent to take on a leadership role later on, um, maybe during their junior and or senior year of high school. I would encourage kids not to join five clubs because they're not really doing a lot in all five of those clubs, but join two clubs that they can really invest a lot of time in and then hopefully take on some type of leadership role. Um, as your kids get to high school, um, I send out a weekly college news email that goes out to all parents and students in grades nine through 12. And beginning typically in January, uh, it will also include a um, summer opportunities link. And there's various colleges all over the state of Ohio, as well as throughout the country that offer summer camps, not just in athletics, but in leadership, in business, in engineering, uh, medicine, so on and so forth. So those are the type of activities that look great on a, um, a college application as well. So I think it's important too that we understand the terms and the jargon that's used in high school and throughout this college process. So you're gonna hear students talk about AP. AP is advanced placement. These are high school courses. These are the highest high school courses we offer in that subject area. Students will take an AP exam in May. It is a standardized test. It is um, a test that's standardized all over the country. Many colleges may grant credit for the scores from that test. Every college will have their own policy on that. We will talk more in just a moment about AP scores and potentially earning college credit. Honors courses are high school courses that, that just move at a much faster pace than a regular course. College Credit Plus, these are college courses where students are taking a college course. We have students taking them while they're in high school. We have students taking them online as well as going to the college campus. So you're gonna hear about the college board. The college board owns the SAT test, they own the PSAT, and they own advanced placement, okay? The PSAT, is the test that's taken during the junior year that's used for the National Merit Scholarship Competition. And then ACT is a separate company. So the ACT and the um, College Board are for-profit companies uh, that make millions and millions of dollars uh, for uh, by offering these types of tests that colleges use. Um, I have reference super scoring. And so this is the reason why I advise students to take each test once, figure out which test fits them best and take that test two more times. Because some schools like, my, like Miami of Ohio, Case Western, John Carroll, uh, Johns Hopkins, um, they super score. Super scoring is where, let's say your child takes the ACT three times and they score a 27 each time. A school like Ohio State, they do not 
super score. So they will say your child has a 27. But a school like Miami of Ohio, they super score. They might say your child has a 28, 29, or even a 30 on the ACT. They'll take the highest reading from one test, the highest science from, from a test, highest math, and highest English. And they will create a new composite for your child by super scoring the best scores across all of those subscores. So super scoring, that's a question you want to ask as you start to go on visits. Do you super score the ACT and or the SAT? College visits. I think it's great whenever our kids uh, go and visit a school, they visit friends on campus, they get a good idea. Uh, but when students do that, um, the universities do not know that your child has been on campus. So it's important if you are ever going to visit a um, campus that you schedule a visit uh, by going to a school's website and picking a day and a time and going through the Office of Admissions. Um, colleges track every contact they've had with students. So when they start to receive applications, they, can, they also have a general idea of how, how interested a student is in their school by the number of contacts that they have had. So financial aid. <clears throat> financial aid is, is a very important piece to this. Um, there is a, a um, document called the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. There are major changes coming uh, next fall. And so it's important. Um, hopefully all of these changes will be taken care of by the time all of your students are there. Um, but this is something that colleges use uh, to, to be able to create a financial aid package for your students. Parents cannot begin to fill out this document until October 1st of your child's senior year. Many private schools, um, many schools along the East Coast, they also use a second form. It's called the CSS profile. Uh, this profile can be found on the College Board website. So if you see a college uh, reference this, this is also a second document that uh, parents will need to fill out. So right now, our students who are um, heading off to college next year, uh, when their parents filled out the financial aid forms, they got an EFC, the Estimated Family Contributions. Well, the calculations are going to change. So is the name for this. And next year, it's going to be moving to the SAI, the Student Aid Index, okay? Um, so this is just AKA what the federal government believes you can afford for college. You're not going to agree with any of that, but that is the basic um, information that is used to create the financial aid package for students. On every college's website, within two clicks of the homepage, there has to be a, a, a tool there called the net price calculator. The intent for this is to give students and parents a true idea of what the true cost is to go to that college. And so um, feel free to have fun to use those. It is still an estimate, 
but it does give you an idea of what that cost may be. So what are colleges looking for? Colleges are going to look at students holistically. They do not put one student's transcript next to a different student. That does not happen. They look at a student in their high school transcript in the context of their own situation. When we send transcripts to colleges, we also send um, high school profiles so those colleges know how many AP courses we offer and in what subject areas, honors courses, as well as various colleges that we have partnered with. Colleges are going to use weighted GPA. Some will use unweighted GPA. Um, on our high school transcripts, we will always list the weighted GPA. Some colleges will create a new GPA for your, for your student based on their own program there. A school like the University of Tennessee, they will create a new GPA for your student only using core classes, not using any of the elective courses, health and phys ed, and things like that. They're going to look at volunteer. They're going to look at leadership. They're going to look at um, um, have your kids been a part of organizations through the school? Have they been a part of organizations outside of school? And a lot of the elite schools are also going to look at dem demonstrated interest. How often has your student had contact with the folks from uh, said school? Have, have, have they been on tours on campus? Did they meet with the admissions rep at college fairs? Did they meet with the reps when they visit the high schools? Do they answer emails that are sent to them? All of those are variables that, that are used to create demonstrated interest. So what can your child do now? I know they haven't even finished eighth grade yet, but as soon as they do, uh, heading into the summer, they can begin to create a plan of what they wanna do. I know later this spring, before they finish school, they will be creating a four-year academic plan just to create an idea of what they want to, to take while they are in high school. They should also create a plan for athletics, what they wanna do for their high school, maybe for the club sector as well, and socially, what, what clubs and organizations might they want to um, be a part of. Um, we will have, I have on my website, so on every high school's website under the um, counselor tab, there, uh, if you scroll down, there is a college information piece there. Um, and that's where I have listed a four-year college plan, and it breaks down month by month during the freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior years, what students should be doing um, um, for this. If you can't find it, send me an email and I will send it to you. But it is important that students take a strong academic schedule, but they also take various courses that they are interested in as well. So let's talk about potential ways for students to earn college credits while still in high school. So advanced placement. Advanced placement is a way to potentially earn college credits. But those college credits come from the university that they're going to attend. They don't earn anything up front. 
Remember, an advanced placement course is a high school course. It's the highest high school course we offer in that subject area. It is taught by a high school certified teacher. Students do not earn college credits for taking an AP course. They do not earn college credits for taking an AP exam. They get a score between one and five, and that score stays with them. And then when they graduate and those scores get sent to the college that they're going to go to, they will possibly grant them credits for their own courses based on their score. And so every university has their own policy on, on how they grant credits for AP scores. Typically on most colleges' websites, they have a document there called an AP scoring guide that will outline all of that for you. <clears throat> we offer 18 advanced placement courses at all three of our high schools here. So the benefits, you know, we um, give an incentive to our students that if you take an AP um, class, we will give you an extra point on your GPA. So typically if you get an A in a class, it's a 4.0 A. If, if you um, get an A in an AP course, we will add a full point to that. So you will get a 5.A in your weighted GPA. For our honors courses, we give a 0.5 weight to incentivize students to take those types of classes. Having AP on their high school transcript is a very positive piece. It will have a positive impact on the college admissions process. College Credit Plus is a completely different animal. College Credit Plus is where students actually take college courses while they're in high school. Students are eligible to do this in grades seven through 12. It is free. The um, Hilliard City Schools pays for these school, pays for these courses as well as those credits. Um, yes, they do transfer out of state. Every university has their own policy on transfer credit that I can tell you. Um, and so, but it's important that students understand they must be ready, even though taking college courses are free. They are free only if students pass them. If they fail those courses or if they drop them after the second week, then students will have to pay for them. Um, this is written in the statute. It is written in the state law. Uh, it's been um, um, on the books now for six years as a part of the state budget bill. Um, students do earn high school credits for taking these college classes. The grade they get uh, from the college class is the same grade that will show up on their high school transcript. We use the college grading scale because it is their course. Hilliard City Schools, we do not own any of these college courses, no matter if they're taught on a college campus online or even if they're taught in our school buildings, Hilliard City Schools, we do not own those courses. What's important to understand is parents, you don't have access to those instructors or grades because uh, even though they might be a minor, um, they are still protected by the FERPA laws. So 
Um, sometimes that's a little bit harder to, to understand just because we are so used to seeing grades and having access to high school teachers. So it's important that if students are interested in taking CCP courses, that everybody understands that, that it works very, very differently. This year, we have over 750 kids active in um, college credits. Uh, for the most part, our students are very, very successful. Again, we do have a handful of students every year that either drop or fail these courses. When that happens, unfortunately, I have to charge um, those families for the tuition of those courses. And again, transfer. Yes, they do transfer out of state. Which one is better? Um, one is not better than the other. Uh, what is best for each student? Um, some students uh, feel better, feel more comfortable going the AP route. Colleges all over the country, because they have partnered with the college board, they understand what is taught in all of those classes. They value AP courses. College Credit Plus, they know that they are college ready. Um, sometimes when um, colleges do not accept them as transfer credit, just because they don't know what exactly is taught in every first level college course at every college all over the country. So um, what is best for, for each student is, is, is just that, is what is best for them. Typically, most many of our juniors and seniors have a great combination of both. They use the AP courses. They also take classes um, on campus as well or online. So they dabble in both of those opportunities. Um, that is all I have. If you ever want to contact me, uh, feel free to send me an email at Tom underscore Woodford at HBOE.org. Um, or you can follow me on Twitter at Woodford underscore Tom. When your kids get to high school, I send out a college news email once a week. Um, parents and students get it in grades nine through 12. It, it talks about upcoming meetings. Um, sometimes I include articles about college admissions and things like that. Um, I talk about terms, questions to ask on a college visit and things like that. Whenever um, I have a meeting, I'll make a video like this. I will include um, videos like this in that email as well. I also have a podcast. Many times I'll roll the audio from these videos in into that podcast. You can find um, it on Spotify as well as Google. Just go to um, College News with Tom Woodford. And um, hopefully I'm reaching as many students and parents um, as I can and helping them through this process. So thank you so much for watching. Uh, I look forward to meeting you um, and your kids as soon as they get to high school. Have a great day.